2: Welcome to CarPro USA with Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro. Jerry has over 3 decades in the car industry and is a former two-term chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council. His sidekick is Kevin McCarthy, a member of the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. In automotive terms, he's in good condition. Has had regular maintenance and runs well. A few dings on the body. Eh, no one's perfect. Here they are now with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive on CarPro USA.
3: So how in the world are you? We are here to help you make a good, smart car buying decision. I'll give you you my 35 years of experience. It's been 35 years too long. I've been saying 35 years probably for five years. Yeah. But I've, I've done this a long time. I owned dealerships. Like Mr. Announcer said, I was the... First two-time chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council, and that was back in 2000-2001. I sold all my dealerships in 2006. We started this show right after 9-11 in 2001. We've been on the air for 19 years next month, and we've been giving out straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. People love a place they can go and get honesty, especially about cars. And that's what I try my doggonest to do here, tell you the best thing I think you ought to do. I don't take mechanical questions, but if you got anything else on what kind of car, whether you should buy or lease, whether you should buy new or used, whatever it is, let's talk. The phone number is 800-926-7777. And my trusty sidekick is Kevin McCarthy. And you know what? I looked up
4: on Mr. Thanks to Mr. Google, Dave Ramsey, yes, get to get to know a little bit more about his personal situation, after you went off on him deservedly so, for saying that you couldn't get zero percent financing. By the way, Dave Ramsey does a financial advice show, tell people get out of debt. I listen sometimes. Yeah, a nationally syndicated show. He's been doing it for years, very successful. But he said this week to a caller that you had to pay MSRP to get
3: zero percent financing worse he didn't say it on the air he put it in writing it was a he does a column again, maybe or one of the radio stations that he's on people can write in but he put it in writing which uh
4: you could say you know. if he said it on the air I'm, I'm sorry i just made a mistake yeah
3: i misspoke i misspoke yeah. but put it in writing and he wasn't he wasn't kidding around about it. He said flat up, if you want zero, the question was, why, and you could tell the lady probably heard him say this on the show because she said, tell me why zero percent is not a good idea. And I can't, I, I can't imagine free interest not ever being a good idea unless there's a corresponding rebate that's high that,
4: Higher than the money you'd save with and, the interest,
3: and, and that's one of the things our dealers are really good about is showing you both ways. If you take the rebate, I can get you two point nine. Here's the payment. If you take, if you give up the rebate, and you take zero percent, here's the payment. Some vehicles today have both zero percent and a rebate, but but the, the dealers will show you. But to make the blanket statement, you have to pay MSRP. To get 0% is just flat wrong. And then he said, "You,
4: if you didn't have a million dollars, you should not even consider buying a new car. But let me tell you something else I found out about Dave Ramsey. Yes. He has a car collection. Yes. 200, 300 cars worth millions and millions of dollars. Yes. I guess, well, they weren't new. They were used.
3: But we saw him in a picture taking delivery of a brand-new Corvette in Bowling Green, Kentucky at the factory. Oops. Uh Uh-oh. Because his big thing is, besides you shouldn't buy new, but it's depreciation. Yes. Never buy a depreciating asset. But he did. Several times. (laughs) So I took offense to that. I invited him on the show. I offered to go on his show. And I have not heard anything yet. We shall see. We shall see Monday or Tuesday. You might. You never know. It could happen. Let's talk to Emmett in Houston, Texas. Emmett, welcome. How can I help you, sir?
5: Hey, Jerry. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my wife and I leased a 2018 Volvo XC90 back in September of 2017. Right. And it's time. It's time to turn it back in. The payout on the car is $31,000. It has less than 25,000 miles on it. It's in 100% showroom condition. And we're just trying to figure out, should we just buy it out? Or should we look into getting a new car, a newer model? What do you think we should do?
3: Well, step one, Emmett, is to go to my website, carprousa.com. There's a little menu at the top right. Click on that. You'll find the FAQ page. One of the articles I've written is what to do at the end of a lease or lease end options, I think is the way it's actually titled. And what I tell you there is to, to go to the trouble to find out what the vehicle is actually worth right now versus that $31,000 residual value. So what we want to know is what could I get for it? And how does that uh, compare to what you'd have to pay for it? Because I don't want you to drastically overpay for your car.
4: I've got my calculator handy here. Yes. So how how much was your payment, and how many months have you made it? Thirty six months.
5: It was it was right at five. I want to say five fifty a month for the last three years. Okay,
4: that's. You remember what it stickered for? That's nineteen thousand eight hundred dollars. Right. And the the it's buyout stickered. is thirty
3: seven? Thirty one.
5: Thirty one? Thirty
3: one. Okay. Do you remember the sticker price on it?
5: I don't remember the sticker, but the paperwork showed it. We she keeps everything. She pulled out this morning. I wanna say it was fifty two or fifty three is what they valued the car at when we leased it.
3: Okay. That sounds
5: right.
4: Yeah, that's what about I got fifty thousand eight
3: hundred. So, what is you know, the question is, what's it worth right this minute versus that 31000 Now, one good thing, and I, this is not a recommendation of this company at all, but Carvana.com, if you'll put the information in there, they'll give you a cash offer online in a matter of minutes. And that's a good barometer for what it's actually worth out in the market. If it's worth 35 and the residual is 31, there's $4,000 of equity there that belongs to you. So you could right. use that for the next vehicle or you know, you could just buy yours and know that you're getting a bargain. But finding those two That's numbers right. that finding that that actual cash value out is is critical in a case like this. I like to see people get on a cycle of leasing where you lease again and again and again. That way you're never out any money for anything, including repairs or even tires in most cases. So do that and read that article. It'll really help you.
2: The next time international talk like a pirate day rolls around, tell your friends you got advice from the car pro. Call
4: 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA. And Jerry, if I read the article in the newsletter right about the 2021 Subaru Legacy and Outback, they're going to have some new features
3: but the price on next year's model is only going to go up a little bit. Yeah, and that's Subaru for you. That's what they do. Uh, they never go up much. They constantly improve the product. Very, very successful car company. Um, it, one of my favorites, seriously. I've been touting Subarus since before they got popular everywhere. They were only popular in places with inclement weather for a lot of years. And
4: Yeah, like Denver. Yeah. You like- couldn't, every other car, it seems, was like... In Denver was a Subaru.
3: Uh, same, same thing in the uh, outside Sacramento. When you get up around Tahoe, mm-hmm. I mean, they just they're everywhere, and there's good reason for that. They're they're a smart car company. They're a giving car company. They they give more to charities than any car company I can ever remember, and. And you gotta love their commercials. (laughs) I love dog commercials. Oh sure, I love dogs. Let's talk to John in Quero, Texas. John, what can I do for you, my my friend? How you doing today? I'm doing great. What's up?
1: Hey, okay, so I just make it nice and short. Uh, The wife and I are we bought an RV. It's like 23 foot long, max weight six thousand pounds. We have an F150 EcoBoost. And we pull that, or our boat fuel mileage sucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're wanting to, we're we one to go to a uh, 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 like a two fifty or twenty five hundred, three three fifty, thirty five hundred. Doesn't matter as far as the brand, but do we do, What is your suggestion on on uh, like six point two six seven? You know the the you know, like Hemi. Do I go to the 7.3, the new 7.3 with Ford, or or diesel.
3: What year is your current F-150?
1: 2011.
3: Okay. Uh, trucks have changed dramatically since 2011, especially the Fords. That 3.5 yes. EcoBoost today with a 355 rear end and an F-150 will tow... Eleven thousand pounds, and we'll get better fuel economy than you than you're getting with your current one. No matter what uh, well, you go ahead. No matter what you do, you're you you. There's never been a truck made that would pull a seven thousand pound load and get good gas mileage at the same time. Maybe in the future, but certainly not today. Um, so you're gonna to have to accept that. But if you go to a two fifty. You're going to get such a rough ride. It's a much bigger truck, uh, harder to maneuver, but the ride is the big thing. I would get a a F-150, if I were you, with the 3.5, with the 355 rear end. You'll have plenty of truck, and when you're not towing, you're going to be getting decent gas mileage, particularly on the highway. If you don't have a heavy foot and you don't get deep into those turbos, That truck will get 22, 23 miles to the gallon out on the highway, not towing. The other option you have, if you want to stay with a Ford, is to look at the F-150 with a diesel. That diesel's been really good. It's a six-cylinder. It'll tow 12,000 pounds, and it will get substantially better gas mileage out on the highway than the 3.5 EcoBoost. And the upgrade to that diesel is not very much. It's around twenty five hundred bucks, and in just engine longevity alone, it's worth every penny of that. And and I'm not I'm not touting forward except when someone's towing a trailer. They've got a couple of neat features: the the tow command system that you get, uh, great anti sway bar hookup, uh, great uh, uh, trailer brakes but they've also got a backup system that for me just changes everything. Um, it's a it's a little dial on the on the dash and you can you can back the, you can put that trailer into tight spots without any worries whatsoever. So for a trailer tower, I always recommend Ford for those reasons. The 35 is what I would go with, but you could look at the diesel and you you'd be very happy with the performance of both when pulling that trailer, even if you go to the mountains.
1: Well, okay, so the we we do exceptionally well pulling our R V when we have a, a tailwind. I can get around nine miles to the gallon. Yeah. Uh if I had to fight any kind of wind, uh I've it's been as bad as five miles to the gallon on a on a full tank. Yep. I mean I, we we want to travel but we just can't we're not gonna be able to do that if we have to if we're paying at every hundred and fifty miles we gotta fill
3: up. I understand, brother, but that's I mean that's the cost of doing business when you're when you're pulling a trailer. And I apologize we're out of time, but look at that diesel. That might be the answer.
2: Whether to buy new or used. When to trade in your old car. Jerry Reynolds can help. Call the Car Pro one 800 926 7777
3: Tom Ball, Texas. Welcome. How can I help you, buddy?
4: Hey, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I have a uh, daughter that's starting college here in the uh, University of Houston, and she's driving a 2010 uh, Jetta, mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about getting her a uh, Camry with a little four-cylinder. Yeah. yeah. But I've heard some uh, bad reports about the uh, GPS on it and, and a few other things, Uh you have
3: any uh you going new or used uh me? no i haven't heard anything bad probably in 2 years uh toyota redid the intune system in 2019 and that seemed to fix everything as far as the infotainment system goes uh the rest of the car is just bulletproof it's a great car it's very very safe uh we'll get her good mileage She's got plenty of power uh, I I think it's a good I think it's a good plan, my friend.
4: So is the uh, four cylinder? Is it too small for that big of a? Oh body?
3: heck no, it's got plenty. Of, you you would think it's a six cylinder if you didn't know better. Uh, it's got plenty of power and and gets good gas mileage. I mean, the only uh, the only other thing I'd consider is perhaps a hybrid. The Camry hybrid is fantastic, and it it actually has a little bit more power. But even with my heavy foot. I think the Camry, the regular Camry with the four cylinders, got got plenty of power, and, and we've got to get. And I've had to I've had to work on this myself. We got to get out of the mindset that because it's a four cylinder, it doesn't have any power. Those days are gone. They're getting more and more horse. I'm driving four cylinders. today putting out 325 horses. I mean, it's just amazing. But Toyota yeah. does it right. They gear it right to where they maximize the power that they do have. Uh, and, and I promise you, she would be very, very happy with it. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about Nate Murphy. He's the vice president and general manager of Fred Haas Toyota. He's at my website under Certified Dealers. Reach out to him. He will take good care of you. There's still good selection of Camrys around. Even though a lot of the Toyotas are short in supply, they've still got plenty of Camrys, and they've kept the incentives very aggressive on that car to make sure that it is, once again, for the 16th year in a row, the number one selling car in America. You'll be in great hands there.
4: Get your bets now, ladies and
2: gentlemen. If you're not looking at a CarPro recommended dealer, you're just rolling the dice. Call the CarPro for a sure thing at 1-800-926-7777.
3: This hour of the CarPro USA Radio Show is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. They are your professional parts people. O'ReillyAuto.com is the website. And go there and you'll find all kinds of useful information. They do still offer curbside service. So no contact whatsoever. Buy your part online and then go see them. They'll bring it out to the car, put it in the trunk for you. Good people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Also brought to you by Indy.com. Find the high impact hire your business needs at indeed.com and go to indeed.com slash high impact for more information if you're looking for people.
4: Jerry, we know that with the COVID this year.
3: We don't talk about COVID here. I'm sorry. What else you got? Uh,
4: (laughs) How are our dealers doing in these circumstances today?
3: Pretty doggone amazing. And I, I probably shouldn't tell this, but do in the essence of straight talk and honest answers,
4: peeling back the curtain,
3: peeling back the curtain, letting you know what's going on. They, they, every dealer that I've talked to, whether it be in Texas, California, uh, Ohio, are having record profit months right now. Records, yes, record good records wow here's what's happened they when COVID hit and they had to really lock down and they were running skeleton crews Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing our phone number by the way is 800 926-7777 I think dealers, I've said all along, they are the most resilient people in the world. You've said that for years. And they adapt and move quickly and decisively. But a lot of them had gotten a little bit complacent and a little bit fat, if you will. Mm -hmm. When COVID hit, they really buckled down. They found out that they... In many cases, had too many people, which are expensive, especially with the cost of health insurance today running a the dealership. They found out that they were wasting a lot of money advertising, and they've cut a lot of that out, and they're still selling a lot of cars. So what's happened is they're not selling as many cars, but their cost of doing business has gone way down. because They of, got a little leaner, huh? They did. Tightened
4: their belt a little bit?
3: They did. They certainly did. So, you know, from a volume standpoint, it hasn't been great. But from a profit standpoint, which is, frankly, why you go to work every day, the profit side of dealerships has been really surprising and really good. 800-926-7777 as we go to Paula in Huntington Beach. Paula, how can I help you?
1: Hi, Jerry. My brother-in-law listens to you all the time, and he thought it would be good for me to give you a call. Um, we have a 2017 Highlander XLE all-wheel drive that we want to trade in for a Ford F-150. We found one at Ken Grody in Buena Park. It's a 2018. It's a 4x2 Super Crew, 3.5-liter V6 EcoBoost. Um, it's brand new. They're selling it. It only has 170 miles on it, and they're selling it for $39,500. The original cost was uh, $51,545, um, but was stickered at 49045 uh, We asked why they would have a 2018 new car in their inventory, and they said, oh, it was overlooked, or uh, we didn't realize we had it in our inventory. Should we be concerned about this purchase? And is there anything we should look out for? Uh, and should we ask them to provide anything like new batteries, new tires, and new brakes?
3: No, I don't see anything that... that- really bothers me um you know it's got 170 miles on it It could have been a lot of test drives since it is two years old uh could have been that they got it from another dealer they did a dealer trade from with an out-of-town dealer and it got there i mean there's just a lot of things that could happen Uh, it sounds like they are being more than fair with you on the trade value of your highlander and, frankly, I'm quite yeah. I'm quite sure. But the, the used car market, as I've been saying, is sky high right now, especially on trucks and SUVs. I, I would say they would be very anxious to get rid of that 2018. Uh, that's not one of my dealers. I do know Ken Grody himself. Uh I've known him mm-hmm. for years. Uh, so, I, I mean, honestly, I'd love to see you go to one of my dealers, but that deal sounds really good.
1: Okay. I get a lot of peace in that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we had a big issue with Toyota when we bought the Toyota. They told us that we, it would tow um, a a trailer, and yeah. it won't. And so we've been arguing with them. But so Ken Grody said they'll take it as a trade-in. Um, we're only going to lose $1,500 for trading it in.
3: Oh, good. Um, you did good. How long do you think so, you'll keep this pickup? Yeah.
1: Well, we're retiring and we're going to keep it forever. Okay. This is our, we're going to buy a, tra- a trailer a and we're going to just go live life.
3: Your the only fear that I would have is if you if you planned on getting rid of this truck in the next you know few years um buying a 2018 doesn't make any sense. If you're going to keep it for a long mm-hmm. long time, then depreciation's out the window, won't matter and you'll be fine. How big is your trailer?
1: Uh, We haven't bought one yet, but we're looking at around 5,000 pounds.
3: Oh, yeah. That that truck will easily tow that, Um, and and a lot more. And I was going to tell you to be sure and check the rear axle ratio, but that that doesn't come into play here at 5,000 pounds, even at 6,000 pounds, you know, once you get it, once you get all your stuff in it. That truck will do a great job towing
0: it.
1: Okay, it's a 3.55. Okay, good. The, that's
3: that's the perfect we're yeah, And
1: it's got that that turn thing, um trailer the backup uh, assist assist. Perfect. Backup assist, yeah. And um I mean it, it really is sweet. I, I really like it and he they're telling us it can tow like twelve thousand or eleven thousand pounds. So,
3: yeah, eleven. Um, eleven. It'll do that. Eleven. Go get it. Okay. You need to. Great. And you need to keep tuning in <laughs> too, the by the way.
1: Yes. I can Another help mom you. Does all the time every week. Perfect,
3: perfect. <laughs> Kiddo, right, thanks, thanks so for the call. For Appreciate time. you.
1: Appreciate
3: and Luke in Cleveland, Ohio. Hello, Luke. Hey Gary, how are you? I'm great, hey. ma'am. What can I do for you?
4: Hey, I'm I'm looking for a, a Toyota Sienna or a Honda Odyssey. I'm not sure which one to get. I I drive a Tacoma. I love it, so I love Toyota. But uh, my dad, my sister, brother, they all have the Odyssey. Do you have a? Uh, it's
3: really close, but I do I do like the features of the Odyssey better, uh and it's a Honda. It's going to run in, you know forever, and there's nothing wrong with the Sienna except the the Honda Honda does a better job updating the Odyssey than Toyota does updating the Sienna. That's about to change with the new Sienna that's coming out, but the new Sienna that's coming out is all electric. So unless you're you know unless it's got enough range for you to be able to use it on a regular basis, then the Odyssey in the very near future is going to be uh, the only choice you really have. You got the Chrysler Pacifica and I do love their hybrid Pacifica, but if it were me, I'd get the Honda and I would be, uh, I think you'd be really happy with it. Sarah Honda is at my website. The GM there is wonderful to my listeners.
2: Don't be SOL. When you buy an SUV, call the CarPro for the right deal at dealer 1 800 926 7777.
4: This is CarPro USA. Our website is carprousa.com. Jerry's FAQ section on the website has probably saved our listeners at least tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of
3: thousands oh, of dollars when I mean, it comes seriously. to
4: insurance companies. Easily and hundreds,
3: of, hundreds of thousands.
4: Um, you've got to add the article that you wrote in this week's newsletter, because I think a lot of people are going to like this one, how to resolve problems at a dealership.
3: Yeah, and I, from owning dealerships and being a very hands-on owner, um, you know, you learn things about people. I tell the story in here about I, that I, how many times somebody would storm into my office. Cause they could always get to me. And the first words out of their mouth is I'll tell you right now, I'll never buy another car here again. And you said, <laughs> and without fail, every single time I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. You just took away any incentive I have to help you. <laughs> and that flipped them around. Every single time.
4: And then they kind of sheepishly said, well, well can we choose? Really, didn't
3: really mean, mean that, that hell, I wouldn't yeah. buy a car. Okay, then let's talk about it. Yeah. And we get to the bottom of it. There's also a video that was in uh, the, the on the same subject. But I talk about with sales issues when you're buying a car or if you bought a car and you have an issue with the sales department, to go to the general sales manager. He's the guy, and just about every dealership has one unless it's a really small place. That's his or her job to solve problems. They're over all the sales operations. If it's a warranty issue, I talk about going to the service manager. I talk about the fact that I still believe when you have a problem, face-to-face is the best way to resolve it. Eye-to-eye. And you'll find that when, when, when you have a, even though you got a problem, if you have a good attitude and a good dealership, these issues will get resolved. And also remind you, if it's a warranty concern, remember that the car dealer didn't build the car. They're there to help you. They get paid by the factory to make repairs. That's the way warranty works. Kevin and Conroe, welcome. How can I help you, sir?
5: Daddy, I was going to pick your brain about, uh, we bought a, my wife's car about a year ago. It's got 10,000 miles. It's a Subaru Ascent. Yeah. Uh, she, she was really wanting... Uh, the newer expedition, uh, but it was a little out of the price range at the time. Has COVID changed that around? I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but uh
2: <laughs> Well <laughs> here's thing,
5: the uh, here's was, the thing I just lose lose my butt by trying to get her in an expedition
3: now. No, I don't think so. And here's why. Uh the Ascent has been a very popular SUV, as you know. It was Subaru's first try at a three-row seat, large SUV. That's not entirely true. They actually built a a SUV back 10 years or so ago called the Tribeca. And it had a third-row seat, but it really didn't have a third-row seat. I mean, you couldn't do anything with it. The Ascent has been popular. There's very, very short in supply. You've got a nearly new one. It's worth a lot of money right now because of this used car thing that's going on. It's not going to last very long. At that same time, Ford has kept the Expedition incentives incredibly aggressive. And I mean, just surprisingly, for the times that we're in, they've really kept that. And and the reason is simple, Kevin, it's just because Chevy's coming out with the new Tahoe and they're just starting to hit the dealers now. So Ford knows, you know, they've got to offer some deals. And they do. So I think the timing is perfect. Your ascent is worth more now by far than it ever will be again, and yet you can still get a good deal on an expedition. Let's talk to Jorge Lopez at Tom Ball Ford. I know that's not as not terribly convenient for you and Conroe, but trust me on this, he will make it worth the drive, and he will take good care of you. Once you get it, if you want to service it closer to home, you certainly can do that. Any dealership will welcome you with open arms. But for the best deal in South Texas, Jorge Lopez, Tom Ball, Ford. He's at my
2: website. Okay, there's new car, used, certified, pre-owned, or maybe leasing is the way to go. There are lots of choices, and Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, can help you find the right one. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777.
3: Ed, in El Sereno, California, you've got the last word this hour, my friend. How can I help you?
5: Yeah, uh, Jerry, thank you. Uh, I've got a
3: 2009 Ram uh, 1500 Laramie, and it's just getting a few years on it. It's only got 60,000 miles on it. I only drive 3,500 miles a year. Wow. And I ran across a 17
5: Bighorn that uh, really looks
3: nice. But my concern is it's got 85,500 miles on it. And I've had a few people say that's just that's, that's too many miles.
5: The newer Rams are, are just not holding up like they ought to. I thought
3: I'd ask your opinion. I agree it's too many miles. I think you'd be better keeping what you got. Uh, I would disagree about the, the 2017 Rams. Um, Ram really stepped up their game about 2015. And just started making some great trucks. And they've been great since that point. If I were going to trade, I would spend a little more money and go on to a 2019. That's when this that truck really changed dramatically. Um, one good thing about Rams is they're great vehicles that don't have great resale value, except right now, when the used car market is so fouled up due to the coronavirus. So if it were me, I would wait probably a month, maybe six weeks, till the market returns back to normal, and then I'd go on and get a 2019 low mileage one. And I think you'd find that you'd had a great truck, and certainly it's going to be an enjoyable truck. Um, lot lots of difference in in the the ride, the quietness inside from when from 2019 when they changed that truck. So I don't think you've got to be in a hurry to do anything. I'd wait a little while. I think you'll be able to get a bargain here before too long. Thank you, my friend.
2: It's not an accident. Jerry Reynolds is called a car pro for a reason. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777.